Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. good to be in the house of the Lord, and I'm just glad you're here. I just, uh, I know there's other places you could be. I don't know, I don't believe there's any other place you should be than than, than God's house with God's people, and so uh, I'm just excited God sent you this way. If this is your first time with us in a faith renewed service, it could be right here in the room. Uh, Maybe it's been a while. Maybe you at home. This is your first time joining us. We always love to just let you know we're glad you're here, so do this, faith family. Let our first-time guests know you appreciate them. Would you do that? Come on, come on, come on. Now, if that was for Pastor Louis, that'd be okay. Let your first-time guests know. Come on, come on. Let our first-time guests know you love them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome, man. Now, for real, if you're joining us at home online, click that new here, Next Steps link, First Timers. And uh, also, again, just wherever you're worshiping from online, we love to know that. So drop a comment in there and say hello to us. And love for you to do that. Um, I'm going to ask this because, man, Adam does an incredible job kind of talking about this each week. It's, it's awesome. Uh, about our church center app. If you have the church center app, raise your hand real quick. Come on, look around the room real quick. This is, this is awesome, all right? Now, if somebody don't have their hand raised, say, let me show you how to do this, all right? So if, if they don't have their hand raised, show them and say, hey, let me show you how to do this. Take them to the app store. Let them get this download church center app, make this church their home. And, and so you can get registered, be a part, be, get, get baptized. Man, next week, baptism. So if you have not signed up, go ahead and do that today. Don't put that off. Don't delay. Go ahead and make that happen because that's going to be next week. It's going to be a fun time, and uh, we're going to celebrate Grace, again, and celebrate what God's doing. But uh, if, you, if you're with us today, man, this is one thing we do. We do it every week if you're new here. We go to the Bible. I love it, man. I'm telling you, I love the Bible. I love God's Word. I believe it's true. Every word is true, and I believe we can live it out. It's by His grace, by the Holy Spirit, but I believe we can do it. So I want to do this today. Grab your sword, if you will. Grab your Bible. And turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And if you're new here, that's usually where we get excited. All right? So we've got... Yeah, there you go. Okay, a few words. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, man, we got a runner. <clears throat> we got a runner, man. Spirit's hitting them hard this morning. Hey, man, praise God. Go ahead. Hitting it early in the Lord's house. I love it. Come on, Freedom. In this room. Hey, man, you're home. That's why you got to come. You missed that. That was awesome. <clears throat> That's why you got to get here. But uh, we do celebrate God's goodness. Amen. But uh, if you use the YouVersion Bible app, I'm going to ask this. I'm going to take a poll. I don't know why I'm feeling like taking polls today, man. Maybe yeah, I haven't preached in a couple of weeks, so I'm just in the mood. In the mood, Kate. Who has the YouVersion app? Real quick. Come Dude, that's awesome. Man, I love that. That's so cool. If you have the YouVersion app, you can follow along with me right now in this. You at home can do this as well. Click on More Than Events, and you will find this YouVersion event. So uh, I'm going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm going to read verses 15 through 21, and then um, we'll pray, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, it says this. I'm reading from the NLT today. It says that he died for everyone. I mean, as we're talking about Jesus. Mm, I love him. And uh, he died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. Verse 16, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, 
And uh, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. Do you know him not just as a history person, not just some a story, but do you know him as so much more? Man, I, I think this is cool. I like this. Man, we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, and new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. Amen. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. Congratulations. You are his representative today. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin. So that we could be made right with God through Christ. This is a great passage of scripture, by the way. I love it. Man, can we pray? And then we'll talk about it in a little bit. God, thank you. Thank you so much. God, thank you for what you're doing in this place, in our hearts, in our lives. And we just thank you for the Holy Spirit today, God. We ask that you'll just today, God, clear our minds and hearts, and may we be open and ready to receive all that you have for us through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. I uh, just want to help the fellas out in the room, <clears throat> maybe the ladies as well, you know, but tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Uh, so if you have a significant other, um, don't forget tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Um, I, I love the place that we're in in our life right now, Angel and I. Um, we're in the place of life uh, where I ask her what I got her for Valentine's Day. Some of y'all are striving, man. You see that. That's like, man, that's the goal for you. Some of y'all, man, what is that? What is that? I, I, we're at that place. I mean, I don't, I, don't have to, I don't have to shop anymore. I'm like, and I never enjoyed that anyway. I never was a fan of shopping. Um, I, I like giving gifts. I, I don't have a problem with that. I just don't like going to get them. I mean, I really, I, so uh, we're, at, we're at that stage of life where um, we're like, man, Angel, what did I get you for Valentine's Day this year, baby? And, uh, and so she, she tells me what I, what I got. And so I, I think it's cool. It's a, it's a great phase to be in in life. Now, I want to say this. If you're not in that place, don't try that. If you're sitting beside somebody that shouldn't try that, go ahead and tell them. Go ahead and warn them. Go ahead and let them know that you don't try that with me. We ain't there yet. Go ahead and tell them. Say, we're not there yet. Amen? Say, we're not there yet. Amen. Uh, now, I want to say this also, um, but I do enjoy it. I love it. Um, but again, if you're not there, our, our, the wine next week, if you try this, will be while you're sleeping on the couch. <clears throat> yeah, that's going to be... Uh, 
next week's wine. No, but don't, again, don't, don't, don't forget. Don't forget. And again, I'm thankful for my Valentine. thankful for the gift God's given me. She's a precious gift, and I love her. But uh, again, don't forget. Don't, don't forget to let those that you love, and it don't just have to be spouse. Let those that you love, let them know you love them tomorrow. It's a special day. But uh, we are in a series, again, called Wine. We're jumping back into it this morning. And uh, we've been there a while. Uh, honestly, it's been awesome. But um, last, I guess, six weeks ago, uh, we started, I guess, kind of taking some time to really start digging into uh, something that I feel like God just kind of pulled us back and just, I guess, really just told us to zero in on, and that is the grace of God. And uh, I don't know about you, I'm just, I mean, I don't know, I'm just blown away by the grace of God. Amen. I don't know about you, I'm just so thankful for His grace. And uh, so we spent about, I guess, three weeks uh, on uh, why grace. Last two weeks, uh, we had, uh, man, <laughs> amazing two services, uh, where four services, two weeks, uh, where we um, just celebrated grace. I um, feel like God was just saying, take time to just celebrate grace. Um, some amazing testimonies. If you missed that, go back. Uh, you will find those on the podcast. Those are actually labeled Celebrate Grace and Celebrate Grace Part 2. So a little bit different from the Y series. And so if you are looking for those, want to share those, we encourage you to do that. But what I just want to say again, is just incredible what God is doing. Um, and I am so thankful for the grace of God. And today I want to kind of like, I feel like kind of like tie it all together, bring it kind of back to bring it to a close, the grace kind of focus that we're looking at. Again, we never take our eyes off of that and want to learn more about that. But today, I guess if you're looking, it's going to be White Grace, part four, is where you'll find this at in, in the, the uh, post and different places again and that we share our messages. But I want to read this real quick. Somebody, again, I want to say thank you. I, we've had some amazing texts, had some calls over the last few weeks saying, man, just thank you for taking time to just focus in on grace. And they were sharing what it meant to them. I won't read all of it, but just a cool message I got from someone that it said, just thankful for you being obedient to God throughout and allowing things that most churches keep in darkness to be brought out into the light. And I was like, man, I, was, I read that. And I was like, man, thank you. It just, it just encouraged it. it. made my day just to hear that. And they said this. They said, talking about these issues really strips them of the power that they have over people. And that's what we're doing. That's why we're talking about grace. That's why we're um, just getting real, being honest, and talking about these things. Because this is that we're a part of. We're, we're in a place of healing. Uh, we're in a place of freedom. And that's what this house is. And that's what we're all about. And, and one of the things that I, I want to kind of look at today is just kind of in the celebration of the grace, tying that together. is kind of focus in on what this grace does for us, kind of bring a close to it. And uh, one of the things that I, I really think that is kind of about robbing people so many times of the grace of God is not understanding actually who they are in Christ himself. And their, their identity is, has been robbed or stolen from them. They're in a place to where they are unable to really know who they are in Christ. And so when you're in that place in life, man, it, it's, it's a tough place to be when you don't know who you are in him. Um, I, 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 this past week, uh, a tough, tough week for us as a family, um, personally, um, many of you saw this. I shared this just as a live update on, our social, on my social media. And um, thank you for all the texts and the calls, messages. It was just incredible just outpouring of love. Just the fact that um, someone very close to me, my daddy, um, is an incredible man of God. He's 86 years of, a, of age. And a couple of years ago, he was diagnosed with um, dementia. And uh, it, it's 
I guess in the last while, it has really kind of taken a kind of a toll on him, on my mom. And um, we, uh, this past week, we, we had him, he was put into a nursing home where he could get some better care, um, a facility that is designed for that. And uh, I want to say this, I'm thankful for places that help families out like that. There, there are places, I know there are businesses and they, things are done for money, but those things, uh, they're a blessing to a lot of people. And so we're praying that's what this becomes for my dad. We're praying that that becomes a blessing for him, a blessing and for my mom as well. And so uh, we actually have a lot of folks who work in that type of field. And so thank you for what you're doing there. And truly is a blessing to have you do that. But when we went in, um, if you go to those places, uh, you know, like, like that my dad is at and where he is um, now part of, um, it's tough sometimes what you see. I don't know if you've ever ever been in that situation and and maybe have to go visit someone in a situation like that. Maybe you've you've walked through that with family and uh, you know how to pray for us right now, but and how to pray for my dad even. But um, it's uh, it's tough because a lot of times when you walk into places like that, especially in the in the in the I guess the uh, wing that my dad is having to be be in because of his situation right now. Um, I walked in there and honestly it was tough what we saw. We as we walked through um we we saw a lot of people because of what um you know this fallen world that we live in and disease and things that can happen uh things that can come they were uh i guess i don't know a better way to put it they were just kind of a lot of them just kind of like didn't know like where they were at that's tough it's hard it's hard to see that and um and it was you know you you walk through and you sit there and and you know during the admissions time I had one of my brothers was uh helping with the paperwork and those types of things myself and another brother was actually with my father and we were kind of like hanging out with him for a couple of hours actually because it took quite a while to do that and while we were there I was sitting there and we heard you know kind of just conversations that were happening around us um some conversations that just you couldn't understand um and and just again hearing just and kind of seeing what was taking place and and it was tough because a lot of those people they just they didn't know who they were and I'm like man that's tough you know and and uh, and that's it's hard when you see someone like that again especially anybody that way but especially someone that you love and and I was like man you know just thinking about what can happen and what disease and things and what it can rob from people and um and as I was sitting there I just began to think about again these people and a lot of them didn't know their identity. And as I was thinking about that, I've been praying this week about what God would, you know, I mean, put, you know, again out here and share with you guys today. It was like, I don't know, I felt like he, he kind of just hit my heart with the fact that spiritually there's an identity crisis in the body of Christ today. I mean, there is a big identity crisis in the body of Christ of people who don't realize and know who they are in Christ. And it's amazing. It's like we are in a time where in a lot of ways we get to think somehow we get to choose who we are. Now, I'm getting, it's just, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be insistent to like situations around us, but, but we have, you know, like today kind of like people are like kind of just told, will you be who you want to be? You be who you feel like you should be. Um, and, uh, that, and again, without a correct biblical worldview of knowing who we should be, who God's called us to be, um, that that can go south real quick. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. And it is a fact, it has gone south real quick. And so you have people who wake up and, and they decide today what gender they want to be. 
And again, that's just, and, and again, we pray for those things just as much as everything else we pray for because there's healing for those types of situations if somebody is struggling in that area. Because, listen, God made you and he designed you. And so, again, we want to be who God's created us to be. And, and it is amazing, again, that we see this a lot of times. The enemy wants to rob those people who, of who God's designed them and made them to be. And then, again, it's like this. We don't get up and say, I want to be who I want to be. I want to say, God, I want to be who you want me to be. Who are you calling me and designing me to be? And it's amazing. Don't we always, again, especially when we're young, you see this. When you're young, you like try to and you want to be and you wish you were older. Some of the young people, y'all, 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 it's okay, y'all help me out. Y'all know I'm talking about you like, man, you know, dude, you see that, thinking the, the, the older folks, everything's good when you get older. And so I remember that. I remember like being young and like wanting to be older. It's crazy. And then when you get older, you want to be younger. I mean, it's like, man, we're never like satisfied where we're at, so we're trying to be something else. I, I remember like, you know, it's just, it's just be real. We're just going to be honest in here, man. Uh, I remember like, man, just like looking in the mirror, like, man, hoping hair was going to pop out of my chest. I, mean, I was just waiting on the day, man. You know what I'm talking about? You just like kind of, you know, go up in there and you take a look and you get in the light and you try to turn just the right way to see if you see anything. You know, you do it in your face, you get in and you look and just say, you know, just my struggle, y'all pray for me. And, uh, and, and it's amazing. And then you reach a phase in life where you start having hair everywhere but where you're supposed to. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It starts leaving those places, coming out everywhere else, and, and it begins to come out of ears and, and things. And you're like, man, I never wanted that to happen. Come on, y'all help me today, y'all. Pray for your pastor, amen. And, uh, but, but it's just wild. It is, it's amazing. Uh, you know, I know folks, I've lived with them, you know, who are like still waiting on the facial thing to happen, you know, so just, it's coming, man, hang in there. Hang in there, it's coming. And, uh, but, but it's just, we're like never satisfied where we're at a lot of times. And it's because we don't understand God made you he designed you, and without being in line with the designer, you'll never understand who you are. And so I, I just, as we look at these things, just again, this is a long introduction because, again, we're going to jump through these things quick. But a few things, we kind of tie it all together that what grace does for us is so amazing. Firstly, it does this, grace makes us new. You, that's one of the things that you've got to understand that grace does for you. Grace makes us new. Now, this is not like we're better versions of our old self. That's not, that's not like next week, there's going to be a baptistry up here and we're going to be like putting people in the water, celebrating. We're like, what's happening and the significance of that? What's that representing? It's not like they're kind of just dirty and we're going to clean them up a little bit. Come on, amen. So, you know, take showers before you come just because there's going to be people getting behind you if you're getting baptized. It's a good thing. We, it's, all good. it's all good. But this is not like we're like doing this and it's like, man, because they're the same. This is representing like they're, they're like praying a little prayer and they're still that same old person, but they're just a little better than they were. It's not what baptism is. 
Baptism is a picture of what Christ does in our life where he comes in and he takes a life and that old person passes away and then you come up new in Christ. Grace makes us new. Amen. Aren't you thankful that grace makes us new? That's what it does. I, this is so cool. The passage, I want to kind of break down our text today in, a, in, a, in those three in three ways. Look at these verses again, 15 through 17 of 2 Corinthians 5. He died for everyone. So that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and raised, who was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a, from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Listen, this is what grace does for you. This is why, like, man, we push the we push the gospel, the grace message. He's so good because listen, we're not just trying to make life a little better for you. We're trying to bring life to you and we're trying to get that in your heart. And so this is why people got up on this stage. And again, man, I applaud you for those who got up. If you want to share a testimony, we're going to be doing more things like that in the future because man, there's some incredible grace stories in this church. We're going to be doing it in video format. If you haven't, again, if you want to share your story in that life, you're like, I can't get up in front of everybody, but you can sit down and just talk and share it. Man, we would love to hear it. But this is how somebody is able to get up in front of a group of people and make, and make and literally statements like this. I was addicted to drugs. That had consumed my life. I was addicted to pornography. I was addicted to sin. I, have, I was in a, in a difficult, bad, dirty, ugly place. Why? How can they say that? Because they know now that's not who they are anymore. They're able to say, and when they get up and with a clear conscience and make a statement and, and whether you looked at them and celebrated with them or you looked at them in judgment. I don't believe we had a lot of that here. But no matter what, because this is why they could get up and make that statement. Because they knew now that person was dead. And that's why, I mean, like that person, the scripture said, is died. That life is gone. And so now this is what happens. A new life has begun. I mean, now because of grace and because of what he does for us, that old person is dead. And so listen, what you have to do today, if you have not now accepted the grace of God, come up underneath the grace of God. Let him come in and change your life. And this is what he does. Again, not just make you a little better. Not just make it easier to deal with. Listen, he makes you new. And this is, I mean, this is the gospel. This is the good news. And so he said it this way. When we see it in verse 17, in, in your translation, in most translation, it uses the words that we are in Christ. So you have to understand how cool that this is, how awesome this is. In Christ, you'll see this about 140 times in Scripture. About 140 times. And, and it's wild that when you see that and those 140 times where it says in Christ in Scripture, about 35 of those times, he's directly dealing with our identity and who we are in him. So I want to look at those 35 
different, I'm just kidding. Some of y'all are like, oh my goodness. I'm just kidding. No, we're not going to do that. But just study it. I wanted to see if y'all are listening. Amen. But uh, no, we're not going to do that. But in Christ, we come into him. And so this is what this means. In Christ, new. So the question for you today is not, are you in church? The question is, are you in Christ? And you must have answer to that, and you must see that. And again, so are we in him? If you are, this is what you have, a new life in God. Start experiencing the newness of life. Start experiencing who he's called you. Don't let the enemy rob you of your identity. Don't let him steal you. Don't let this, this, the disease of sin come in and rob who you are in Christ. He's made you new. So again, Christ and the grace of God, it makes us new. Tell your neighbor, man, you're new in him. Come on, tell them, you are new in him. Man, that's good news. I love that. So again, grace makes us new. Secondly, grace does this. Grace gives us purpose. Sheena was sharing a word that God placed on her heart for us today about, again, our purposes. She had no clue this was one of the points today in this message. But grace gives us purpose. And again, you'll never again, without the grace of God, fulfill the purpose and plan that he has for you. I want to read verses 18 through 20 again. It says, and all of this is a gift from God, good news, who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task. He has a purpose for your life. He's given you a task of reconciling people to him. So it's what God, it's what Christ did. It said, for God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. So again, he, he is the one, what Christ did comes in, makes a way for us to come to the Father. We see this here. He said, again, he's making people, bringing the reconciling of the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. What? And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. I mean, this, to think about this, man, we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal now through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. We're making this today again, understanding that we are his representative. And I know sometimes, man, we struggle and the enemy does rob us of our identity. We're like, man, I, I can't represent Christ. I can't, I can't get up and be his ambassador. That's what that means. Like literally, you are his representative. See, that means this. When you go to school, not just when you come to church. Don't eat some, like, man, we come to church, I'm going to represent. And then we get out in the world representing something else, man, a lot of times. Come on, that's who needs this. And so, again, in the school, in, in, in the workplace, Come on, man, you know, there's no separation there. Come on, though, we don't, we don't set that aside and become somebody else. No, no, we still represent him. We are his ambassador in this world. When we see this at home, some of you live with people, they need to see Jesus. He put you in the home. You're the one. You're the man. You're the one that God wants to use. I love this. Um, and again, my dad has been battling and struggling, and uh, we know there's attack against him, and I get no one day he's going to be fully, completely healed. I, I, I really hope it like, happens like on this side because I want to be busting up in that place, taking my daddy out, and he's going to be like, Bruce, peace, see y'all, you know, and, and come back home. I'm hoping it happens. You know, I am just really am. But you know something? I love this about my dad. He understands his purpose and what's wild, and this is what's, I can't even, I'm just telling you, I'm having a hard time processing this. The purpose that God has placed on his life, dementia hasn't even been able to take that from him. 
<laughs> I was like, and one of the things that I said, I was like, I said, like, man, I just don't want him to go there. I just really don't. I didn't want him to go. I didn't want to leave him. And I was like, man, I, you know, I want to take him home. He took care of me. I want to take care of him. I just, that's how I feel. But man, I, I, but finally, this is the, the family decides this is the direction to go. And so I'm like, okay. But then it's just like started hitting me. I was like, man, there's somebody that nursing home needs Jesus. That's why I was like, bro, I, I know somebody who will get Jesus to them. And it was like, man, I, and so it was like hitting me and I was thinking about it. And so I made the statement. I was talking to somebody here at church. We were talking about, I was like, man, somebody needs some Jesus up at Richard Campbell nursing home. And I'm like, man, that's what they need. So I know a man. And so when I, Wednesday, when we took my dad over there, I hadn't been there 30 minutes. Some of y'all know my daddy. He's a, he's a machine, son, for the kingdom. He is. No matter what enemy does, he's a machine for the kingdom. And so it was why we have been there 30 minutes. He had done shared the gospel with two people within 30 minutes at Richard Campbell. I'm telling you, man. I don't know. I don't know if there's a revival that needs to happen down in Anderson. I know somebody who's a wave carrier of the glory, man, and he'll carry it in there. And it was wild. And it was like, man, you know, again, the mind somehow what can happen. But when something gets in the heart, so we can't say, well, that's not who I am. No, listen, is it in your heart? Because out of your heart, the mouth speaks. What's within you will come out. And so, man, in 30 minutes, somebody was like, hey, sir, how are you doing? What's your name? My name's David Rogers. And man, you know what I'm doing? I'm waiting on the clouds to roll open and Jesus is going to come back again and we begin to share Jesus with them. I'm like, man, this is incredible. Why? Because grace gives us a purpose and you have to understand that he has a purpose and a plan for you. Listen, the purpose is not just for me. Not just the people on the stage, because we get together a couple of times a week. You go out into that world every day. And so listen, you have to see this. But again, it's our identity and understanding what grace does for us and how it sets us free. Now again, how you see yourself is so important. In Numbers chapter 13, man, uh, Moses sends out a group of people to go spy out and look at the land that they were supposed to be already in, actually. But he sends them out to go spy and check out the land and see the situation of the land so that they can move into their promise and move into their inheritance. And so they send out spies and they give them the land to go out and check this out. Now, it's, it's amazing. This is what happens when they come back, all right? They send out the 12, they come back, and this is the report. Now, in Numbers 13, verses 27 through 33, it'll be on the screen there at home in the house in your U version verse 27 says then they told him all right and said we went to the land where you sent us it truly flows with milk and honey this is its fruit and they're like pick it up man like these big massive grapes like man like just like what God has for you is massive I mean that's it's awesome but this is what it says. Man, look, look at what they're picking up. <laughs> this is why. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land, they're strong. 
The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwelled on the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites and the Termites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. There's moisture there. That's how that happens. <clears throat> so along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb. Come on, Caleb. Come on. Yeah. I love, I love this guy. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. He had all these people, man, that didn't realize that, again, yeah, the, the giant may be big. I know who I am in him. I know who he's made me and who's in me is bigger than anything that's against me. And so he was like, let's go get this. Verse 31, but the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Then we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. That's why you got to hang out with kingdom folk. That's why you got to get around some people who, man, who know who they are. Because, man, what can happen real quick when people don't realize this, man, that can spread out. And it can go quick, and, and the enemy can work his way into places. So you have to guard your mind and guard your heart and know who you are in him. And you have to see yourself because you see one guy who was up there like saying, man, let's go. You had another group of people that were saying, man, we'll never be able to do that. And I want to ask you this morning, how do you see yourself in Christ? Listen, when you look in the mirror again, that's not your identity. You're going to have hair come and go. You're going to have places and things happen. And, and, and that's going to change. But listen, your identity is who you are in him. And so this is what grace does. Grace is the thing that will pull the purpose out of you and put you on that path towards your destiny. And so, again, we let the grace of God do that. And finally, this is what we know about grace. And it's just going to tie it all together is that grace does this. Grace paid it all for us. Man, this is such good news, such good news. Verse 21 again says that for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Do you understand? Listen, you may not know your worth, but God does. You may not feel like maybe today, man, you're valuable in him. Listen, but he knows. And it's just, I mean, I'm, I'm amazed at the grace of God and the fact that it purchased and paid for our full penalty of sin. It paid for our full death sentence. It paid for all those things and brought us into the newness of life. And this is what grace does. It pays for it all. And you have to see this. And I want you to see that, man, listen, you're worth it. You're worth it. 
what God has for you, and listen, what he's called you into. And I know, man, listen, some of you have not always been appreciated, and you've heard things, and, and maybe people close to you have said things to you that's hurt you and brought you down. Listen, what does Christ say? We know, again, by how much something is worth, by how much something is paid for it. And this is what we know because, listen, you can have something. And, again, and we can say, well, it's worth this. It's not worth it if nobody pays for it. It's, it's a trip now. Like we're in a time like with the economy and the market right now. Like we have a lot of real estate folk here. I mean, it's like you know houses. If you're looking for a house, y'all know what I'm talking about. We have a son and daughter look look for that. I mean, it's like whoa. I mean, it's like wild. But this is the thing about like houses. Like man, we're like you can actually it can say it's worth this, but we're finding out it's worth a whole lot more right now. We don't know what'll happen. You know, you never know. But right now, the value is great. Why? Because people are willing to pay for it. So you can't say, man, listen, it's worth this. Not until somebody's willing to pay for it. I um I used to collect, still have my collection, and I love it. My baseball card collection um, is um, pretty cool. Um, well, I have some great, great cards there. Um, and, and I remember as a, um, you know, kind of back in the day, um, my brother-in-law, who was one of the folks who testified last week, uh, me and him, like, kind of collected together. Like I said, I watched this, this dude grow up. And we collected together. And one of the things that we would do is we could not wait for the Beckett, Beckett Magazine to come out price guide. So uh, anybody know what a Beckett Magazine price guide is for baseball? Okay, some of y'all know Jesus and love the Lord. All right, thank you. <clears throat> yeah, praise God. We're praying for the rest of you tonight, Lord. No, I mean, I was like, man, those things, I, have, I still have a big stack collection of Beckett uh, uh, price guides. And what's a trip is we would run to that, that magazine and we would open it up. My like, man, you know, I got the rookie of so-and-so and I've got this card, man, and I, it's valued at this. And then I would look in there and I'd turn the page and we'd pull it up and we'd look. I'm like, man, it's valued at this right here. We're like, man, you know, you get excited and you get pumped, high-fiving. You open up a, a pack of cards and you got something like, man, that's awesome. I found out something about baseball cards. They're not worth what's written in those numbers. Because I ain't been able to find anybody willing to pay for it. And it's wild. Now it's done digitally, and you can pull it up, and you can look at what Beckett says, and you can look on the price guide of what actually people are paying for it. And I'm like, it says it's worth this, but it's really worth this. Because this is all that somebody's willing to pay for it. You can look at your life. And you can look today and you can say, man, what am I worth? What was somebody willing to pay? What was somebody willing to give? In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says this, but God demonstrates his own love towards us. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I want you to stand, please. And as you stand, I just want you to open your heart today and your spirit today to what God is speaking to your, your life right now. And I want to read that passage again because, listen, this is the value today. God sees in you. This is the identity. This is how he looks at you when you come to Christ. He saw this in you. But God demonstrates his own love towards us. Man, 
on a Valentine's weekend, on a time where, again, we're talking and seeing again about love. Listen, love, truly love is demonstrated. True love is demonstrated. And this is what it says. He demonstrated towards us that while we were still sinners, Christ died. Listen, that means like not after these guys got up here and was able to get free from their addiction. Then Christ comes in and loves them and dies. No, 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 no. Listen, not like this morning, like, man, like, if I can get it together, if I can have one of those stories and I can get free and I can get victory, then, like, man, he'll do it for me. No, listen, wow, knowing us, like, man, and it's amazing. I love the new song, man, the, 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 in the words of the new song that we've been listening to, man, I hope we sing this thing soon, is that the one who knows me best is the one who loves me the most. How cool is that, man? Like you, I mean, like the one who knows you the best right now, he's the one who loves you the most. And I want you to bow your heads if you will. Close your eyes today. Oh, man, I want you to see this as we kind of bring this closure to grace right now. Again, never closing and never pulling back from experiencing it. But today, listen, I want you to see the value and the purpose and the call that God has on your life and the price he was willing to pay. And man, again, we're not talking about just reading something, opening up a book or a magazine, reading about something. We're talking about a God who steps out of heaven and comes to earth and dies in our place for our sin, pays the ultimate price for you. And for some of you this morning, listen, your identity right now has been challenged. For some of you having an identity crisis, let's just call it what it is today. And God said, man, I want you to see yourself as Caleb sees you. As one who is willing and well able to go and step into all that God has for you. Listen, as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, listen, I want to speak to hearts right now. Let's just be honest. I believe this, this is one of the, as we close this, I feel like there are men in this room today that God wants to make some things clear for you. One is, again, the purpose and plan he has for you. Secondly, just simply who you are in him. So this morning, listen, if, you, if you, you're just like, man, I, just the enemy is, I, again, he's lying to me. He's, I'm, I'm struggling in this area. I, today, Pastor, I just want to know who I clearly am in him. I want to be who he's called me to be. If that's your heart right now, lift up hands to him. You're saying, I want to be who God's called me to be. So I want to be who he's called me to be. Yeah, hands are raised out of this room. Yeah, many hands. Are, and there should be more. <laughs> Some of you right now, listen, you're letting the identity right now of the enemy is trying to speak to you. Well, listen, yeah, yeah, if you do that, somebody may see. Now, listen, set that aside. Don't worry about what somebody else thinks. Worry about what God thinks about you and what he says about you. So, listen, if the enemy is robbing you, he's been messing with you. He's been coming against your identity and who you are in him today. God wants to bring clarity to that for you and bring a healing for you today. For some of you right now, listen, and it may be you may raise hands both times. Listen, but right now you're like, man, I, I want to know my purpose in him. I want to step into all that God has. I want to be who God's called me to be. I want to see the purpose of God fulfilled in my life. As you raise up hands right now to the Father. Raise up hands to the Father. Yeah. Listen, if, if you've raised your hands up this morning, I want you to do something. As the worship team sings this last song, I just want you to begin to make your way to this front. Make your way out to an aisle. Find you a place right now. Just step out. Don't worry about anybody else in this room right now. This, don't let anybody else concern you, stop you from moving forward. Don't let anybody today stop you and rob you today from your identity and who you are in Christ. Yeah, come. God bless you. Listen, come. Yeah, God bless you. Who else would just say, man, I want to walk and fulfill the purpose of God fulfilled in my life. 
Listen, for some of you, the identity right now, listen, you're having an identity crisis. You're struggling with who God has made you to be. There's a pull for other directions. You need to move this morning, yeah. You're just going to be loved and prayed over and cared for, and God's going to move in your heart today. And just today, simply, this may be you this morning. You just need the grace of God in your life. You just need the grace and the hand of God in your life right now for another reason. It could be emotionally, physically, spirit, whatever. You just need the grace of God in your life. I want to invite you to come. As you come, our prayer team is going to be coming. People in this church who love you are going to be coming and praying with you. And as the worship team sings this last song, if you're not here for prayer, can you take these last few moments and just spend them in worship? Can you spend them in thanksgiving and praise and thank God for the grace of God the day that has been poured out? Yeah, just worship him. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.